This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so what did you think about the debate? How did you think it went? Was it what you were expecting? How did you think the candidates did? Your calls now, 888-900-3393. It's 888 888- 900-3393 on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show or at Chris Salcedo TX for Texas at Chris Salcedo Texas. I've seen a lot of people tweet and on social media comment that they thought it was more calm and reserved than they expected. They expected more fireworks. Chris Salcedo, what do you think? I Just the opposite. I uh, Donald Trump, I'm not sure if he's going to be successful, but Donald Trump I think with the utterance that in a Trump administration, I would prosecute you <laughs> to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's that, pretty bold. That might be something that will change a little bit of the discussion. There was a lot more substance in this debate uh, there, that we talked about the emails. We talked about the refugees. We talked about and, and again, uh, and let me give you an honest uh, uh, compliment and an honest criticism of Donald Trump. The honest criticism was that his foreign policy was all over the board. I have no idea what the hell he was talking about for about a good two to three minutes there. (laughs) Uh, And I I actually tweeted that out saying, dude, simplify your foreign policy because I have no idea where you're going. But uh, mostly on domestic policy and holding Hillary Clinton accountable and about the terrible uh, tradition we have now in the United States of America with unaccountable politicians – Donald Trump, I needed to come out with all barrels blazing, and I, if he didn't, he he maybe spared a couple of pistols, but most of the other guns were firing. Uh, Hillary Clinton did appear <clears throat> to be back on her heels somewhat in a couple of these exchanges, and all she could do was sit there and, and shake her head and smile and, oh, oh, it's just a lie, it's just a lie. Nobody believes her. And comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln... <laughs> to, to justify having a public face and then a face in private, I don't think is going to wash. And that if there's an, any honesty left in the Brian Williams press, that might play, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Donald Trump did attempted to do what he needed to do, Doc, which was come out, change the subject, get really uh, uh, heated and in her face. And I think he accomplished that. Yeah, it's uh, I, I got to give the guy credit and full credit. I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I don't think he's a good guy and I don't support what he stands for. Certainly not going to support Hillary. But um, 
Yeah, he did a really good job. I'm, I can't necessarily point to one overwhelming thing he did or said that, that really turned the tide, but he certainly didn't get schooled, and that tape could have just deep-sixed the whole thing. I mean, maybe he yeah. staved off some of the hemorrhaging. Um, I think in the end, most people will probably rate that it was very close, a tie, or or he edged her out. I don't think anyone's going to think that, that Hillary won, which no. is amazing. How do you not win this if you're Hillary Clinton? <laughs> well, that's it. That's, see, that's exactly it. I actually tweeted out during about midway through the debate, Doc. I said, somebody's been doing debate prep. <laughs> And it was Donald Trump. And I don't. I don't. I guess. I mean, think about this, folks. With Hill, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to support Hillary. She is far worse than Donald Trump. I do not like her. But with her level of experience, her education, she has been around these policies for, like he said, 30 years. And you can't come out and clean Donald Trump's clock after 48 hours of that <laughs> tape. I know. What, I, the only reason I could think that she can't is um, maybe she has some sort of physical <laughs> limitations well, or, or she has so much baggage with that Cooper there are Hill. too many landmines she's worried about yep. stepping on. Hey, th- th- there was a psychological effect of having those four women who she is, she had a past oh, with. maybe you're right. In that audience, they were seated there. They were looking. She had never been in the room with all four of these women before after they were victimized by Bill Clinton. There, there was this, I don't, hey, Donald Trump is a lot of things, but, you know, in the, he, he knows how to set up a negotiation. And, oh, no, and he knows how to intimidate, absolutely. Some psych, there was some psychological warfare going on. I think he got into her head. Uh, you you might be right. Maybe that's a consideration. I just, it's unbelievable to me. It should she should be cleaning his clock. Not forget, <laughs> folks. Forget their policies and what they stand for for a moment. Remember, we're yes. the, the people on either side are going to be on either side. We're always talking about that handful in the middle, whether it's ten percent or forty percent, whatever it is. For these people, they they see. Literally one 10 second soundbite, one, you know, look at your watch or facial expression. And that's the game. And she should be crushing him. She should be coming as the statesman, right? I've been around this stuff. And yet she's just, like you said, back on her heels. It must be an intimidation factor for like, like that. He knows how to set the stage. I like, I, I, this was not at all how I anticipated this debate to go. Uh, I, I, I truly thought this was Hillary Clinton to, to, to give the knockout blow and that Donald Trump needed to lay it on the table. And I thought it was going to be a lot of personal, a lot of invective. But when he started talking policy and aside from the, the two or three minutes there when he started talking about the Syria policy, uh, what was going on in Aleppo, I just – I mean he I usually, on that one, yeah. Uh, dude, I can usually keep track with, with where Donald Trump is going on some of these things, and I, and I, and I got to say I disagree, I disagree with his take on, on Syria and on Russia and attacking ISIS. I, I just completely disagree with the way, where he's going with that. Uh, aside from that moment, which was about two or three minutes out of the debate – the rest of it, not only was he holding his own, he he got back in her face in a manner in which with, with some substance and in a manner that I don't think any other Republican ever has. Well, and when, when he said the, uh, the, you know, that he differs from Mike Pence on it and went around that, that just shows oh, a, a complete failure on that. It, that he is at the top of the ticket. So he is more able to say that, you know, yep. as far as like, well, I'm going to set the policy, but to not know. 
the Pence had said, though, you know, made a statement or set a certain policy that seemed uh, weak. Yeah, well, and well, or uninformed. Uh, he was too busy doing the debate prep. He probably he watched. He had either forgotten about. It. He said, "Well, Mike and I hadn't talked about this, and I disagree." And it's a oh, well, it, it, it that's was the somewhat way to handle it, right? Yeah, well, that, no, that's what he said. But yeah. but I said, but I thought he was a little, that was bold, but also showed a lack of coordination in the campaign. Did he say we didn't talk about this? Yeah, he's yeah he he kind of mumbled and says, "Yeah, we I haven't talked to Mike about this, but I disagree." Yeah, I hadn't talked to him about this yet, and, but I disagree with Mike. So Ty, what was your thought on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought uh, I agree with what uh, Chris is saying, and I think so did social media. I think that I didn't talk to Pence thing hurt him more than you guys are estimating, judging by social media, because I think that brings back that whole thing that Trump thinks he's a dictator. Because a lot of people that says, "Oh, I can make deals," but he seems like he's like always dictating to other people. People were very puzzled by him not including well, me. By the was it was that, was it both left and right that you could see? Yeah, it was it, both. It hurt him of both. See, um, I, I, I think you're probably right. Well, you know what? It also, but you know what? There was also I saw some reaction where folks said, "Well, hey, he was taking a stand. It's going to be the it's going to be a Trump Pence ticket, not a Pence Trump ticket." And he might, but but again, we hadn't talked about this. But I disagree. He didn't say that he's wrong. He didn't he didn't go after him. I, I think he can get dinged on not having. Uh, better coordination or better uh, consult inside of his campaign. I mean, the campaign's got to be on the same page. If he's, if it's a Trump administration, they've all got to be on the same page. So the fact they weren't on the same page shows a level of disorganization, which is now uh, indicative of the Trump campaign. But at the same time, there were some people that said, well, he, he took a stand. Uh, and one, I, by the way, let me just say for the record, I disagree with his stand. I'm more in the Pence camp on this one. Interesting. All right. Um, yeah, so I think uh, all in all, to sum up, I think Trump did as good a job as he probably could have facing all of this. He at least stays alive, so to speak. Um, going into uh, Friday when the tape came out, so I think it was through Thursday, three, two of three uh, national polls had Trump leading by a couple of points. It's within the margin of error, but he was at least neck and neck and you know, certainly not failing. And then that was, again, right before lead, pulling them up until the tape. Right. So I think the tape is probably going to hurt him, but maybe maybe this uh, debate staves off some of it. Well, uh, he, he had really taken a bath. I mean, and, and people are – don't forget, people are already voting. He had taken a bath in the last 48 hours. True, true. That, the, the, the question here is, did this debate – uh, and I think your evaluation was spot on, Doc. And, and Ty, I don't know how you feel about this, whether or not you think it was a Trump victory. I think narrowly this was a Trump victory in, the, in, in debate number two. But is it enough to beat back, to change the narrative in the campaign, to beat back that tape? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Um, just to let you guys know, um, I looked at three different focus groups during the okay. debate. Mm-hmm. All three thought he lost the tape question in that they thought Hillary's response to Trump was better than Trump's answer about the particular tape. So if we're basing it on that major question, he yeah. lost that part. But I agree with you guys that he won the debate. You know, it's funny about that. Ty. Um, and her answer, the way she handled the tape and stuff was pretty weak. Kid gloves. I thought, I think well, that's why I think people wanted that. I think they wanted to see humility from both sides on that because she obviously can't throw stones and she didn't throw <laughs> stones and Trump did throw stones. You know what I mean? I think that's why people just kind of liked her more because usually she has that holier than thou thing going. Right. She didn't have it on that one question. 
I think if I were her, I would have even let him off the hook more in some ways. Like I would have said something like, or advised her to say something like, listen, Donald, I I know, you know, boys being boys, you know, people say things in the private. I I get all that. I understand. It's not the tape that I have a problem with because see, everyone's already made up their mind on the tape. She doesn't have to reprehensible and defend women. She doesn't have to because the, the society has spoken, right? She could say, I get that. I, I don't think it's nice. I don't think it's right. I'm not agreeing or approving of it or condoning it, condoning it. But the reason people shouldn't vote for you is not because of the tape. It's because of and you you lay it out like that. I think she would have rocked that. And I still don't think, first of all, his apology came across as obligatory as opposed to sincere. And not nearly enough. And I don't think he turned the corner enough to blame Bill. It, it seemed uh, lumbering. Like he didn't. It, I think Trump almost. Listen, I'll go out there. I'll know how to hit him on that. I don't have to prep that one or okay. something like that. When I, I would have just said, Hillary, listen, I made a mistake. You know, everybody sins. Everybody does wrong. Lots of people had said things. People say off color jokes or off, you know, inappropriate things or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't right. I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't have done it. Say it in a sincere way and then say, my problem is you're saying this, but your hypocrisy is amazing. And then just boom, boom, boom. I, I don't well, think either one of them connected on that. Well, well, yeah, I, you make it you make it sound like Donald Trump is uh, could could pull off William F. Buckley. I don't think, I don't think that's gonna, I don't <laughs> no, think that's going to happen. Uh, there, there is a picture. Have you seen this? Uh, Brett Baer tweeted it out and several other. It's an Associated Press picture and there it's Bill Clinton. And he is look. He looks like he has seen a ghost, and 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 everybody. I'm going to post it up on 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 Twitter here in just two shakes. Yeah, dude. but uh, hold on a second. Let me just get this. Uh, what's he thinking? <laughs> because um, this is I. Well, I saw a couple of clips of him during, and I didn't see a lot. Just a couple, and he he didn't look good. I mean, no. you're you're airing. Remember, Bill Clinton like like a lot of us, has a massive ego. He wants his legacy to not be Monica Lewinsky. And he, you know, he spent the last four, uh, uh, 20 whatever years, 20, 16, 16 years, um, trying to put that behind him. You know, he's got the Clinton Foundation and he's the senior statesman or whatever. And here it is with his wife again. And those four women are in the audience. They're okay. dredging all this up. Is, is that it? It's uh, th- this is up on um, on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas, and the caption. I mean, maybe, maybe you guys can fill in the caption. What's yeah. he thinking, Doc? Have you? Can you see it yet? I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is, what is William? Now, now maybe he's Retweet looking over now. Maybe he's looking at the four women. Who he victimized, oh, and one of them I think was a woman, a woman who Hillary Clinton got her accused rapist off on a technicality. Uh, Actually, was, you know, you know, it's funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Bill the um, the benefit of the doubt on this. <laughs> what happened is, and imagine his eyes. In fact, folks, I just retweeted it as well. Um, if his eyes were looking forward, he would just be looking kind of somber, and that was the expression I saw all night. 
the eyes to the side, which really make it look (laughs) condemning, is probably him literally just looking because somebody walked over to that side of the room like his wife or Trump or whoever he's looking at. Maybe it it looked like a rut rut row. Well, yeah, but but the somber look, even if his eyes were forward, Mm. was, I think, incredibly telling. He did not want to be there. He does not want to play this game. Um, this is, I think, part of the payback for her standing by him all those years. I'm not even sure the two like each other uh, mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, we don't know. So yeah, you can tell do you he Bill, doesn't want a part of that. Who do you think Bill would rather hang out with? Go out golfing with Donald Trump or hang out with Hillary? I think <laughs> I think he'd rather go golfing with Donald Trump than I hang out you, with Hillary. I tell you, Bill, you're right. Or, uh, I, I just Donnie, think, hey, look, you're right. Donald, I'm going to go. Why don't you and I just hit the golf course? We'll have a good time. That's exactly right. Let's go get that Billy Bush guy. He knows how to have a good time. He's not doing anything. He's been thrown out of of that morning gig. (laughs) He's got some time in the morning. Wow. Uh, Seven o'clock tea time. (laughs) At Doc Thompson Show and at Chris Salcedo, TX, uh, Texas. Uh, Tell us your thoughts on the debate tonight. We'll run down some uh, particulars of it as well as the overall umbrella. Who did better? Who did worse? And will this have any impact one way or the other? Chris, I think you are probably spot on. Um, even if Trump is, you know, decided by most to have, quote unquote, won this or did well, is it enough to actually help his campaign or save his campaign? Because I got to tell you, as of yesterday, I was pretty much writing him off. Yeah. Um, I was thinking he may not be able to come back from this, not with so many people bailing, but. Uh, the, the people who like him are still hanging in there. It's just a matter of those handful of people in the middle. Now, what's her, um, what's her name? Ann Coulter tweeted during the debate. I think she got the same sense that you and I did, that uh, all of those Republicans who bailed off of Donald Trump's campaign, and he said it during the debate, too. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, are now regretting their decision because right, for just giving you an honest evaluation, Trump brought it tonight. And I, well, I think that, that's a fair evaluation. If if you're right, if Ann Coulter's right on this, that means you should now expect a tweet from Ted Cruz saying how he's uh, he's off of Trump. He's off. Oh, <laughs> Ted you Cruz are would, merc- Ted you Cruz are would, merciless on Cruz. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It's it's one thing to know Donald Trump's failures and go, well, he failed. But when you play this game as Ted Cruz did to make everybody believe he's this honorable and a noteworthy man who will stand on principle, even if he fails and then sells out. Sorry, you, you may be worst of all. So that that's how I look at it. Mm. You know, if he had if he had if he had failed and been the honorable man, that's because that's what people that's why they supported him. I'd be fine with him. But no, you you did the worst. OK, triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three, eight eight eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three or at Doc Thompson show or at Chris Salcedo TX. Your comments coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate, the Blaze Radio Network. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of The Debate from the Blaze Radio Network. 
I find it fascinating to hear and see takes on debates. Uh, what people thought, different perspectives, things that they thought were a problem, things they weren't. And it's just perspective. Some people that I agree with on a lot of issues may have a very different take on something. It's, it's the way we react to certain words, phrases, and body languages that, that other people don't. It's very interesting to me. It's fascinating social studies. I want to get your take on what happened during the presidential debate tonight. I'm Doc Thompson, along with Chris Salcedo. We're going to offer ours up. And uh, before we get to more of ours and yours, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Lawrence B. Jones. Lawrence B. Jones, TheBlaze.com, and TheBlaze TV, and The Blaze Radio Network. Um, in the meantime, you can uh, dial up 888 LBJ, how's it going? What's going on, brothers? How y'all doing? What's hey, your take? What's your take on the debate? Um. So, so first, let me let me go. Let me talk about the moderators. Um, Anderson, in my opinion, did a great job. Did a great job. Martha, I got no beef. He did a great did a great job. He was hard on Hillary. Sure. Uh, he was hard on Trump. He brought a follow up. Martha should never uh, moderate ever again. Thank but you. She was debating but, Trump. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I said this from the very beginning. I knew this was going to happen. People can check on radio, check on TV. I said she was going to do this. So, uh, Lawrence, the- I tweeted out one of the first tweets as we were getting ready to go. And I was like, because I didn't know she was there. I thought it was only going to be Anderson yeah. Cooper tonight. And I put. Yeah, you know, there was a big there was a big battle about this, by the way, because yeah. uh, many people had started to cover that it was just. Anderson, oh. she got offended because she's the only woman uh, in this presidential cycle to moderate, and so it became a big war between ABC and CNN. So, uh, oh. yeah, they, they could have left her out of this. This uh, is what I tweeted before before she said a word, and I just saw her come out. I put, "I'm disappointed to see at Martha Raddatz as part of the presidential debate. She is a fail." And sure enough, yeah. like I was telling Ty Johnson during the break, who's spinning the dials radio styles for her in New York tonight, I said. Um, I'm fine with with a moderator debating with the the um, the candidates. I'm fine with that as mm-hmm. long as it's mm-hmm. done on both sides. If that's going to be the format, right. but she didn't do it to Hillary, and then she kept asking, "Answer the question, Mister. You're not answering the question. What about this?" Well, well, see, Doc, it wasn't just that. I don't need her to make policy stances. Mm. If you want to be a politician, then run for office. If you want to be a presidential advisor then a vice presidential candidate. Your job as the moderator wasn't to provide policy analysis. Um, and she began to do that through one of the exchanges with Donald Trump, and it irritated the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> there were several times uh, where she interrupted him constantly, but as Donald Trump said, Hillary continued to go over the time. He called her out. Yeah, yeah, and he was right. Now, some people on Twitter said he was a baby. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that. I think he called them on it. Um, I think Trump actually won this debate, and I didn't think this was going to happen. Uh, there were some points in the debate where it got really childish. But, uh, you know, I think he won. I think he won. He, he called her out on a lot of things that she could not respond to. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some fact-checking on some of the stuff he said, but some of the stuff she that she said should be fact-checked as well. Sure. Um, but as it relates to the total package, as far as the total performance, I'm surprised that he did so well. It didn't seem like she was really prepared did, for did he do enough? Did he do enough to, uh, to help him in light of the tape that came out? Well, um, Or is I, that I still going to kill him? 
Well, no, I, I, th- I think he killed it in the beginning. Uh, I think people were already rattled, if they whether they want to admit it or not, with him bringing uh, the three sexual assault people to the to <laughs> having that press conference. They were rattled, whether they want to admit it or not. Right. Hillary Clinton was visibly shaken, visibly shaken. Um, and I think it really pushed her buzz because uh, she had took this around during the first debate that she was going to be above. She wasn't going to go low. Remember, she quoted Michelle Obama. Right. When they go low, we go high. But yet you didn't shake your opponent's hand. So I don't understand. I noticed uh, that too. Yeah, I think they right. may have done a post, uh, post-debate shake. I didn't see it, but I saw someone yeah. tweet about it. Yeah, but you, everybody knows in the base, you shake your opponent right, in when exactly, you first yeah. walk up to him. She was mad, and she and he got under her skin. Her facial expressions weren't quite as controlled as uh, the first debate. Uh, Donald Trump allowed her to get under his skin, but he definitely has to come back for her this time. Um, so I don't know if this is going to permanently – uh, wash away those comments because, again, the media has already said they have more tapes to release. That was only one tape. Uh, so we'll see. So so barring what's on the next tape, you're ready to vote for him, right? You're, you're ready to go. Nah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not ready to vote for either one of them, honestly. I, I just can't. I, I don't feel good about doing it. So right. um, I, may, I may wait till the day of the election to figure out who I'm going to vote for. Just you can write, you know, you can write in, and it's D O C Thompson. It's just D O C, and then Thompson with a P. At least he's gonna vote, you know. At least, at least he's gonna he's gonna vote for somebody, you know. It's like for for better or for worse, it's 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 a responsibility. It's not only a right, but it's also a responsibility. You got to make the best determinations to who's gonna carry the country forward. Do y'all know who the biggest loser out of all of this is? The American people. Gary Johnson. No, No, it's Ted Cruz. Can y'all imagine if he would have waited? Can y'all imagine if he would have waited just two more weeks? Two weeks, two buddy. more weeks, yep. two more weeks. You know, and and I want to get off spiritual on on our audience, but this is why you follow God's voice. You never know what's coming yep. around the corner. You never, and if he would have stayed to his to his personal conviction, uh, he wouldn't have to endorse because I guarantee you the establishment. The establishment, the, some of the same people that were pressuring him to endorse yes. Donald Trump are, are the ones who the bailed. Right now. Yep, you're exactly. you're right. Listen, I think Ted Cruz, I mean, likely caved in and started supporting him two weeks ago because of the pressure from the party. And then those are the oh, same definitely. people who are now trying to cover their own butt. Exactly. And now, yeah, you know what, guys? When, when when Cruz did his thing at the at the convention. Uh, I said it was bad if you if you were not going to endorse or you weren't going to do something. And, and I actually had a script already prepared. And let me just ad lib it for you. Basically, here's Hillary. Here's Donald Trump. And between these two, there's no doubt in my mind that Trump is superior. That's all he had to say. And we've got to defeat Hillary gets off the stage. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. But, 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 but that's not what he meant. That's not what it, I, I don't blame him from doing that. The number one thing is this. Donald Trump knew he wasn't going to endorse him at the right. time of the convention. So why invite him? Okay? All of these speeches are reviewed beforehand. They knew the speech that he was going to deliver, yet they still wanted him to show up. So that's, I, I'm not going to blame that on Ted. You know? but I think, I think Ted would have been right – yeah. I think from day one or all the way back to the, uh, the convention, if Ted had come out with a statement and said, listen, I'm happy to speak – 
I'll talk about American values and stuff, but not so much about Trump. If you don't want me there, fine. And then address the American people if they don't want him there and say, listen, I understand why a lot of you are voting for Donald Trump. I cannot. I wish America yep. well. I've got my convictions. Yep. I certainly am yep. not supporting Hillary. She's worse than he is. And then move yep. on and don't hold any more interviews. Just go away. Wait a minute. What, and tonight he, have, he would have rocked. Why does yep. he have to stay? Why does he have to stay to go that detailed? All he had to do, like I said, all he had to do was get up there and say the choice for America, the choice between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, there is no choice. Donald Trump is superior in every way to Hillary Clinton, and that's all he, he wasn't going to say. Well, I well voted no, for because him. that 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 comes across as an endorsement. I don't care how it comes but across. Chris, it just, it's just it's, it's not an endorsement. It's basically but saying so you got to. detailed on every. He's so detailed on everything else. You know, right. he always has some a uh, preachery politician way to phrase everything else. You know, why not on this? The, well, the, again, the, the, this this was a nuanced way to basically say that given the binary choice that we have, this was this was the choice. And this is what Ted and I, and I think Ted would be on solid ground to say that Donald Trump is superior he, to Hillary. But Clinton. he can't he can't talk binary because Ted no. Cruz is a constitutionalist. Right. He's supposed to be the constitutionalist. Therefore, there is no what? binary. That's what? the other problem what? with him saying it's a binary race two weeks ago. It's not a binary race. Hey, can I get it's you not. guys to react yeah. on something else here? Uh, yeah. The Washington Post came out. Uh, Lawrence, Washington Post said Trump leveled vicious charges at Clinton and threatened to jail her. <gasps> and, I, and I wrote, yeah. and I said, this it is did. what you do it to did. criminals. Right this, so. this is what you do to criminals, right? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. What's, what's wrong with it? Wow. You know? You, you you know what, and you know what, part of this is conservatives' fault, though. This is the same press that has been holding on to tapes, tapes that they had during the primary because they wanted him to win, and they had enough ammo to destroy him in the general. So don't give me this BS of, oh, Donald Trump is so cruel. This is what you guys wanted. Now, Lawrence, Lawrence, I, uh, you know, sometimes I'm looking for my Neil Diamond cassette in my car and I'm pulling stuff out and I can't seem to find it. And then like a week later, it's like underneath the seat. And I'm like, there it is. I think that's likely what happened here. They've been looking for it for like six months and then there it was underneath the seat. And no, in no time in any Neil Diamond song does the P word ever appear. Well, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm not familiar with everything he's ever performed, you know. <laughs> Obama can't say the same thing. They got video out there of Obama saying it. It's crazy. A couple of quick uh, points. Uh, Frank Luntz uh, tweeted, uh, hashtag, or, uh, quote, I thought that it was all over for Donald Trump. I actually think that tonight was so significant that he is back in this race. John King, according to Breitbart, put Hillary didn't mention or defend her husband at all. At it, interesting. At all. I didn't think about that. She did not defend him. Come, guys, come on. Do y'all think she would have defended him? What, well, what, what, what yeah, a much say? beloved Democrat, and uh, back in the day when Democrats said that 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 uh, you know lewdness didn't matter, <laughs> and that so it's just, it's just sex. That's all it was. Just sex. God. She talked about his record, but that's it, yeah. Guys, she only did that so she could run today. All bets are mm. off now. She doesn't care anything about Bill anymore. He's just dropped up there, the right? Yeah, she's Claire Underwood, guys. Never been for themselves now.
You want to? You guys want to react to a couple of sound bites here? I got a couple I pulled. All right, what you uh, got? real fast before you play that. Um, yeah. Kellyanne Conway, when asked directly after the debate if she's is she with the campaign to the bitter end, she says, "I am with the campaign to the bitter end unless," and left it open. Unless what? what, what where she, was she saying this? She was on MSNBC. <clears throat> wow. She was asked directly. She said, "I'm with it to the bitter end unless." And then he said, "Unless what?" And she said, "I'm with the campaign now." <laughs> wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Then your whole "I'm with it till the bitter end" is negated. I'm going to pull the audio, but go, go okay, ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Dude, that is no, 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 no! That's good. That's good stuff. And, and if Kellyanne Conway. Well, I mean, she could always save face by saying, "Unless I'm I'm let go or unless I'm fired." She but I mean, she said, "Unless," and then I'm with, I'm it with now. him now. Okay, wow. that means. I'm with him now. We'll see. I could leave at any time. I could whatever. Okay. What do you got for us, Chris Salcedo? Here's Hillary Clinton uh, explaining away. And again, a lot of focus was on Donald Trump's uh, uh, leaked information. Uh, Mrs. Clinton was dealing with a leak. And well, not that kind, folks. Get your get your mind out of the gutter. She was dealing with a different kind of leak uh, on on the WikiLeaks, basically, uh, in particular on this. This idea that a politician has to have a public face and then a private face. And here's how she explained it. Hold on a second. Lincoln was trying to convince some people. He used some arguments. Convincing other people, he used other arguments. That uh, was a great, uh, uh, I thought, a great uh, display of presidential leadership. Now, there she is comparing herself to Lincoln. Here's Trump's response. Look, now she's blaming. She got caught in a total lie. Her papers went out to all her friends at the banks, Goldman Sachs, and everybody else. And she said things, WikiLeaks, that just came out. And she lied. Now she's blaming the lie on the late, great Abraham Lincoln. That's one that I have. Okay, honest Abe. Honest Abe never lied. That's the good thing. That's the big difference between Abraham Lincoln and you. Lawrence, what do you think? First of all, I, I, before we even get into the comments, Trouble's a clown. That guy is a clown. I mean, I try. I try uh-huh. to not laugh at him, but the guy is hysterical. Um, he's a circus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a complete train wreck. But, okay, it works for him. You know, he's gotten him this far. So I'll, I'll just let him make it. But uh, as it relates to Hillary Clinton and this whole Abe Lincoln story, <laughs> I wonder how long it, you know, took them to rehearse and make up this life. <laughs> number, number two, I, I don't understand the point still. I, I don't understand the point she was trying to make still. Um, I don't think there's no one in America right now that believes her about this whole say one thing in private, say one thing in public. No matter what type of story she tries to attach to it, nice try with Abraham. Well, no, Lawrence, you're right. You're right because, first of all, to even bring up the Abe Lincoln movie is hilarious. So you're blaming Abe Lincoln. But even if you take her at her word where I was just having this discussion with kids about the Abe Lincoln movie and how he did one thing but secretly was working behind the scenes, okay, she's still justifying him having two different roles, right? Exactly. Two different, yeah, a public exactly. face and a private. So basically, right. she's justifying lying to the American people, right? And well, so- here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everybody knows she's a liar, but what yes. we know now today is she's not a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, not Bill. She's not Bill. 
No, no, no. I mean, there were some people that actually believed Bill when he said, I didn't have sexual relations with that woman. Right. I did not do it. But there is no one in hell that believed her. Which <laughs> right. So I tweeted, so far, Hillary's, uh, so far, hashtag Hillary blame list, Russia, Abe Lincoln, the wealthy, the tax code. <laughs> people started going down, going down the list of things that she was blaming because... That's what she was all about. That that was an interesting exchange as well. And I got to admit, Donald Trump was really good at that. He admitted that he was taking these tax deductions. Mm-hmm. But he had a valid point when he said, well, Hillary, you've been in office for so long. Why are you doing this to protect your friends? You know, why are you doing that? The same people that you look up to and give money to your, plan, uh, to your campaign are taking hey, the but- same type of deductions. Before we go to Kellyanne Conway, uh, uh, did you guys catch the fly moment? No, I was only oh, watching yeah, it part I tweeted, of the time. I tweeted, yeah, yeah, a fly landed on Hillary Clinton's face. It's it's out all over. I just retweeted it, Doc, so you can check it out. Yeah. But uh, I, I, during did the debate, I, I, no, no, she just kind of brushed it away. But I said, you know, those flies, they do love them some doo-doo. Right, <laughs> and right. That's, yeah. what, yeah. that's what that's I tweeted out. Because I saw it. I was like, wow, they, 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 it found Hillary out of all those people in that room. Well, it found know, they're, the they're... biggest pile of uh, manure <laughs> in the whole room. It found Hillary. That's what I'm saying. But, but you know, there's all these conspiracies going on on uh, social media now because there's, it, it, there's a recent movie out that uh, the flies uh, latch on to the devil. So... <laughs> Uh, well, Trump they, called they, her the devil. Trump I, called I, her the I, devil in the debate. And so they think it was a sign to validate what Trump said. Wow. I know. Oh, that's that's the picture. I saw a black dot on her face, and it's yeah. the fly. Okay, yeah, now I see fly. it. Okay. It's the fly. Okay. Uh, do you have one more clip uh, for us, Chris, before we go to Kellyanne Conway's clip? Uh, no, no, I do not. Go ahead. Oh, okay. You. Let's hear it. This is Kellyanne Conway, the campaign manager for Donald Trump. We're, you know, we're, so you're with the campaign to the bitter end? I'm with the campaign to the bitter end unless... Unless what? Yes, but the, I'm sitting here as his campaign manager. I'm sitting right here with you in the debate hall where he just performed beautifully. So you're worried about more shoes dropping? No, I didn't say that. No, no, no. No. Would I, no. I've made a commitment, and I believe that he will be a much better president. First of all, he won the debate tonight, clearly. And the reason you know he won the debate is, A, you watched it. Or B, everybody's going to talk about that he was standing behind her and in her space. Yeah. Um, but look, okay. I, I, I am committed to not letting Hillary Clinton appoint the next three or four justices to the United States Supreme Court. Okay. So, um, in other words, yes. In other words, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm worried about another shoe dropping. Yes. So you're with the campaign. I'm with it till the bitter end. Unless, unless what? I'm here now. <laughs> Okay, well, who's, so, not, who's not worried about another shoe dropping in this campaign from either side, really? I mean, whether it comes from WikiLeaks or whether it comes from Donald Trump's past, there's gonna the whole damn shoe store is going to come dropping pretty soon on somebody. By the way, did y'all see the media not cover that WikiLeaks dropping yes. uh, the entire time that they were covering what Donald <laughs> Trump did, which I thought was horrible what he said. Michael Palk um, over the weekend had a good take on it, Lawrence, that maybe you'd appreciate too. He said he wonders if the Clinton campaign doesn't um, have 
a whole arsenal of, of things that they know they can go to weapons against, you know, anything that would pop up. And some are smaller things, you know, little things they could bring up from Donald's past, an email, a, a you know, comment that was said, or, you know, a really big one like this tape. And when this information came out, they said, we got to go, we need to go to. And then all of a sudden this tape comes out because think about it. They released this tape on a Friday. That's when you kill things. Mm-hmm. Now, I know mm-hmm. it's just a couple of days before the debate, but still, why, why would you do it that day? That's why they did it. Here's the deal. Um, so the, there's two parts of this. They wanted it to saturate the news going leading up to the debate. That's one thing. Number two, you've got to remember, this was leaked to the Washington Post. Um, right. NBC yep. was already planning on doing their own little story, they say. Uh, and somebody leaked it to them, and they got it out within six hours. So uh, there was a rush to beat each other to get this story out. That's that's another part. And and, and I got to admit, if it wasn't for Donald Trump stopping it with this press conference, uh, you know, you know, with with the four survivors of the rape allegations, uh, it would have been a brilliant strategy because it literally led up all the way until they t- touched the stage. Yeah, and don't uh, forget, Lawrence, people are voting. People are voting this weekend. You right, know? right. People are already voting. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a, I, I got to give it to him. It's a brilliant strategy. Um, I think this is going to be a slow leaking strategy. I mean, they've already admitted that they have more tapes that they don't want to release yet. Um, CNN is now going through old tapes. The K file, uh, Ben, who just uh, left, Andrew, I'm sorry, that just left BuzzFeed to now lead up the investigation uh, uh, reporting department within CNN, said he just went through tapes and he had stuff. To release, Geraldo Rivera has all tapes of Trump saying about all things that he wants to release. I mean, there's so many people. <laughs> yeah, I'm with not tapes. sure you can believe Geraldo Rivera. Exactly. Hashtag Al Capone's vault. I was going to say oh, that, but he found it in Capone's vault. That was what was in there. <laughs> oh, uh, so the next debate is a week from Wednesday, the 19th. So I expect those tapes, if they do exist, to come out on what the 18th. Something like well, that? I, I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you the next tape will come sometime uh, this week. Yeah, earlier this yeah. week. Uh, especially since um, we'll see the polls here shortly. I'm waiting for them, the first poll to drop. But I, no, there's no, everybody knows that Clinton didn't do, do so well during this debate. So they're going to try to steal that momentum back. So they need something brutal against Trump to steal that back. Because remember, people have already started to vote. So I'll expect that to come out sometime Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Yeah, and don't forget the polls are not going to reflect the debate. The polls will reflect the last right. two or three days of this sex right. tape and, and the fallout right. from that. And the debate right. won't be fully factored into probably around midweek, maybe Thursday, uh, right. till we'll get a, till we get a clearer picture. Although the tape right. coming out was so close to the debate, I mean, it was only a 48-hour mm-hmm. separation or so, that they might be lumped together in most of the polls. It'll, well, I mean, it, they can yeah. separate them, but I would think most yeah. of them... They're already rushing that. They're already rushing to get out Monday polls right now from over the yeah. weekend right. from folks. Yeah. 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 All right, so that is a, uh, a week from this Wednesday, the next pre- and final presidential debate, or what is scheduled to be between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. We'll have it right here on the Blaze Radio Network as well. Lawrence B. Jones, thanks, buddy. Appreciate your comments. No problem. Y'all take care, brother. We got uh, yours coming up. Just get them into us at Doc Thompson Show or at Chris Salcedo, Texas. That's TX. Or uh, dial 888-933-93. More coming up next. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis. 
the Blaze Radio Network. Reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. All right, let's go to the phones. The number, 888-900-3393 for your reaction on tonight's debate. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Phoenix now. And Glenn, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Uh, great job. Uh, you've Thank already you, said everything there is to say, I think. Oh, we got more. <laughs> oh, I'm loaded for bear. Doc, Chris, you guys are all great. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um, you, did you guys observe the pacing of Trump tonight? The pacing? You mean back yeah, and forth? The background of the camera shot? Yeah, we were we were talking a little bit about that. First of all, the you know invading her space, leaning. He. Yeah. We were just talking off the air, uh, Ty and I, about how unhealthy we think both of the candidates are. Uh, Hillary managed to not pass out or get into a coughing uh, fit, <laughs> but she had dry mouth. She was doing the. Yeah. And Trump was doing the <laughs> all Northern night nose breathing, right? Yeah. So yeah, we were uh, talking about all those. Did have have kind of a shaky look at one time where her eyes were darting. Um, she was trying to you know force that smile like we see way too much. What do you? Uh, what's your takeaway on that? Uh, on Hillary? Yeah, on that on on her composure or lack of. No. Nah. Well, the for- it's all forced, it seems to me. Uh, it's not natural, uh, and it's certainly not pleasurable to, to, to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I may be sexist, uh, you know, if we all are being men and all. <laughs> well, it's, you know what, look, the, the, the Hillary Clinton is, we all know the kind of person she is. I mean, I... There, there are folks out there. Who, well, those of who, us who do, you know, unfortunately, so many of us don't. Well, you know, the, l- let me give you an example. There, sure. the, the 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 axiom that uh, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. There are folks who would be who might be attractive to you who wouldn't be attractive to me, and vice versa. But it's it, it's what's inside and what the. I mean, I have met some beautiful women in my day who would be beautiful by any by any measure but inside they're just cancer and they're just mean and and nasty individuals so no matter what hillary clinton looks like we all know what she's like inside and she's just a vindictive spiteful person and and that's what turns her off to so many it's not the outward appearance it's what she's like on the inside and what she's done to this country the last 30 years Great point, Chris. Uh, did, did you did you guys uh, did you happen to observe the uh, the uh, the crowd the um, the panel the, the the citizens that were sitting up there? Some of them uh, they they seem to have a look at Hillary like we can see right through you. Yeah, yeah, oh, there yeah. Were, there were definitely those. Yeah, there absolutely. were some moments she got she got laughed at and groaned yeah. at right. when she was talking and about then, how and she and never then lied. People showing their true emotions got scolded. Yeah. You're right. She's Glenn, thank you so much for your comments. I really appreciate you calling tonight. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um it's interesting. Chris, I, I so want to like Hillary Clinton at this point. I know that sounds odd. Really? But I keep going back well, because I mean, you know, you go, Okay, 
I can't vote for that one. I can't vote for that one. I can't. You keep going back and forth. And Hillary has gotten to the point where she looks a little more, well, a lot more. Okay, she looks matronly. Um, in my mind, wrong or right, especially female candidates. I, I want candidates for president that has a little life experience. You know, the 35-year-old. I don't appreciate as much as the 45-year-old, you know. And especially when it comes to female leaders, the, the you know, the Maggie Thatchers, the Golden My Years. I want somebody with... You know, that that's like your mom. You know, my mom's a, a strong, powerful woman who, you know, worked full time and took care of her family and did the whole thing. So that's what I'm looking for. It would be great at this point to to have somebody that you go, wow, you know, you can go out and do this. You have a lot of experience, whatever, except, you know, her past. It's just such a failure. It, it would be nice at this point to go, wow, first female president. This is great. Well, she it's not that she is a failure in her personal experience. She's no, no, actually her, she's yeah. quite a success. No, she her has ideas built, and values are No, no, I understand what you meant yeah. by that. But I again I, I was kinda of playing on the words to, mm. to show that that everybody looks at Hillary Clinton and says, You've done very well for yourself off of our backs. And everybody everybody's making that connection. She's been in public life for for over three decades and has improved people's lives. None at all. The only person whose life has been improved by Hillary hers. Clinton's, quote, service to the country has been hers. Interesting. Um, so a couple other things. Uh, Ty, by the way, do you have a couple pieces of audio that I asked you to grab? Um, okay, there's a couple. Uh, first of all, um, Trump was asked uh, early on. This is early on in the, in the debate tonight. Um, a question. And he, Anderson Cooper, who I thought did a pretty good job. Um, started by interrupting and then asking him more. Uh, it, it was just an odd exchange that Anderson didn't do a whole lot of, but Martha Raddatz did a whole lot of. Listen a to career this. career out of. The question from Patrice was about, are you both modeling positive and appropriate behaviors for today's youth? We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released on Friday. As you can imagine, you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and, and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this. The carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are frankly doing so well against us with ISIS and they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it, but it's locker room talk and it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. We're going to defeat ISIS. ISIS happened a number of years ago in a vacuum that was left so because of bad judgment. And I will tell you, I will take care of ISIS. So Mr. And Trump, you get onto much more important things and much bigger things just for the record though are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago that you did not actually 
kiss women without consent or grope women without consent. I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. So for the uh, record, said, you're saying you never said did that. things that, frankly, you, you hear these things, I said, and I was embarrassed by it, but I have tremendous respect for women. Have you ever done those things? have respect for me, and I will tell you, no, I have not, and I will tell you that I'm going to make our country safe. We're going to have borders on our country, which we don't have now. People are pouring into our country, and they're coming in from the Middle East and other places. Okay, now, the, the reason that's significant, aside from the obvious content, is Anderson Cooper interrupts him in the answer, or in his answer, to ask another question. You can hear him because he goes, so, and Donald Trump continues to talk. And then Anderson goes, but, but did you say, did you? Follows up twice, and then when Donald is giving his answer, he's like, okay, let's move on. In other words, I got what I wanted out of you. I don't care what the rest of stuff you're going to say. I had my little agenda. Now, Anderson was pretty good, but that was his one failure tonight that I caught. Yeah, and you know what? I think Martha Raddatz was caught doing that once. She asked the obligatory question about the emails. Hillary Clinton gave a, a very stupid answer, quite frankly, and the audience let her know how stupid it was. And then Martha Raddatz before and Trump beat her to the punch. She says, we're going to move on. And Trump says, no, I'm going to talk about this. And he right. bowled, he bowled right over and gave one of the great responses he had for the night on on her emails. But Martha Raddatz had asked the obligatory question, was desperate to move on. And Trump wouldn't let her. Here's another little clip I thought of interesting. And um, a lot of people probably didn't catch this specifically, maybe the general topic as being important. But. I have a question about this. This was um, the, the question was about Supreme Court justice nominations. Listen to this. Well, you're right. This is one of the most important uh, issues in this election. Um, I want to uh, appoint Supreme Court justices who understand the way the world really works, who have. OK, real hold life it right there. Hold it right there. She went on and speechified for another couple minutes. But what does that mean? I want to sub- appoint Supreme Court justices that know how the world really works. I can tell you what it means. It means that she wants to to nominate judges who <clears throat> ascribe to this crazy left-wing idea that the Constitution is a living, breathing document. That the, you, that the, it doesn't mean – the words don't mean what they say. We have to apply them to modern-day interpretations, not the founders' intent. And that's what Hillary Clinton wants to do. Yeah, and it, well, in this couple parts, I think you're right. That number one, how the world really works today, you know, modern times, like you said. But the world, the word "world" is really bothering me as well. Now, it could oh. mean, yeah, it could mean, well, the world today works like this, blah blah. And you say "world" in a generic term, but I don't think so. There's been a move recently, and the reason I'm pointing this out is because it's so significant. There's been a move recently to believe that the United States should base its laws on the rest of the world and even we should interpret the constitution on laws from other countries i think it was justice Breyer. i could be wrong it was ginsburg was it ginsburg who cited ginsburg. Yep. uh old it was it english um law like old english law english law from centuries ago um in in a ruling Oh, no, no, no. I, I think I, that I, was Ginsburg, or I think that was uh, Breyer. But Breyer. anyways, one of them yeah. did it within the last five, six years or so. They had a ruling where they cited a, a, a reason for their ruling that was based on nothing from America. No precedent in America. But in order to 
square peg into the round hole their idea. They said, well, if you look at English law from, uh, you know, the 1300s, blah, blah, blah. And it's, this doesn't matter. So no, that's I, the no. reason that you point out the way the world really works. It should be See, a red flag to people. Where I was going is that, is that Ginsburg has been the one that has talked down the U.S. Constitution saying that if – that if she were creating a country today, if she, I think she was advising the Iraqis on the formation of their constitution, she would not choose the United States Constitution as a model, the one she swore to uphold and defend. Wow. And yeah, and, and there are many leftists in this country who have properly identified their enemy and their adversaries as the Constitution of the United States because it prevents them from doing what the hell they want. And that's why, that's why I oppose liberals and, and progressives in this country. Well, and the ironic part about that, so many countries have found that when they uh, either founded their country or revised their constitution, uh, based it on ours. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, there's so many of them. Um, Okay, a couple of interesting other things that I caught during the debate. Hillary right off saying that um, she doesn't like the divisiveness in America, Chris. That was one of her problems in her first. Uh, We're so divided now. mm You know, everybody else is dividing the country. Hillary's a uniter. Right. And she and she, you know, we I really don't want to get into all this all this uh, side banter. She said, I really want to start talking about the issues that are facing the American people. This is when Donald Trump launched his first barrage of trying to trying to remind everybody who the Clintons are. And, and Bill Clinton's exploits, and she wanted to get off that as fast as she could. I think she's vulnerable in this. I think Trump played it right. I think I think he found her Achilles' heel. She's not a champion for women. And ha- again, I know I, I know I made this point in the uh, in the first hour after after debate, but it bears pointing out the psychology of those four Bill Clinton victims in that room. I would not underestimate the impact those four women had. When the, when the topic of her emails came up, uh, she once again said, I take responsibility for it. What does that look like, huh? Okay, that's my point. Obama said this over and over while in office and other people. What does it mean? So as long as you just say, I take responsibility, that's cool? See, yeah. Chris, when I was growing up, <laughs> if I did something that was wrong and I said to my parents, okay, I take responsibility, they say, great. You know what comes with that responsibility? Punishment. Punishment. There's got to be something, uh, you know, you've got to pay for it somehow, whatever that is. You don't get redemption simply by saying, I take responsibility. If it did, that would be a very different place in my world. You're absolutely correct. And, I, and this is a point we've been making on the Salcedo show for for weeks now since Mrs. Clinton. I've accepted responsibility. Yeah. What does no. that look like? What does that look because yep. when when one accepts responsibility it's more than just words Mrs. Clinton there there are consequences that come with this and Right it's 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 either you are punished by another and uh, you know in her case it would be uh, voters if it's at work your boss if you're at home your spouse or your parents or somebody like this or if you truly take personal res- personal responsibility you punish yourself somehow Right. You say, I am dropping out of the race or I whatever the punishment is that, you know, you offer me something. What do you got, Hill? How has she how has she been held accountable for her actions as secretary of state? I don't think how she, she held herself. Yeah, she hasn't held herself accountable other than to say I take responsibility. So Donald Trump apologized. Isn't that taking responsibility? So it's over. Nope. She's still banging that drum. Yep. That's no, true. It's true. And just saying you're sorry doesn't make it all go away. And especially when 
Hillary Clinton when when she, now Trump is apologizing for things that he has said. Hillary Clinton is apologizing for putting the nation's security at risk. And also the the, the Obama administration is not going to do a damage assessment of and this is so key. And, and we brought this up in the show a couple of times as well. Team Obama will not do a damage assessment on Hillary Clinton's server. Why do you think that is? Because the damage was pretty damn extensive. And no, she will not be held accountable for that damage. Did you catch the BS question from one of the younger guys, uh, younger people as a guy who stood one? up? Uh, the last it, question. It, it was one of the later ones, I think. Anyways, he asked, um, what provisions would you put oh. in place uh, in the tax code or with taxes, and I'm paraphrasing, but the last part was to ensure wealthy Americans pay their fair share. Chris Salcedo, why is that a BS question to begin with? Without even hearing their answers, why did I say it was a BS question? Why do you the, think? Well, first off, because they're already paying their fair share according to there the U.S. tax code. They're, the U.S. tax code. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend an over 75,000-page document that looks like that looks like drunk five-year-olds uh, <laughs> wrote it up and, and with apologies to drunk five-year-olds right, uh, right. that the, the individuals responsible for that tax code uh, the politicians over the years who have been on the take from special interests uh, it is a, it, it is a, a tragic uh document slash law that we find ourselves under that tax code is the most unfair unbefitting the greatness of the united states of america law that i think that we have in the books right now it's insulting uh, because, to our intelligence, too. I mean, let's it's, be it's just a, it's an insult to the country uh, because we, we all know what it does. We all know that it, it's it's designed loopholes for some. Yeah, loopholes with some who have a lot of power and a lot of influence. And it is uh, elected leaders, both political parties on Capitol Hill that keep us under this oppressive tax system that is inherently unfair. And the way it's worded to uh, to the mo- for the moderators to allow this question to be asked this way starts with a liberal failed liberal premise in a couple different ways had the question been how can we make the tax code the best possible what would you do to to you know to fix the broken parts of the tax code or something like this i would say that's fair but he said uh, to ensure wealthy americans pay their fair share he's saying that they're not number 1 right, and that's right. a liberal talking point it's so implied. this would be Right. This would be like him starting off saying, what would you do to ensure women have uh, a right to choose? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So if you if you object to it, well, then you're a clod. We've already my question established. That's the right way forward. Yeah. And you know what? If if it were a Senator Cruz or somebody else up there instead of Donald Trump, that the the way they tackled that that question would have been along the lines that you said, look, the premise of your question is flawed, sir. Exactly. The, 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 the idea that Americans aren't paying their fair share, if you look at the top, the top 1% are paying 39% of the income taxes, that's – well, actually, that's unfair. That's an, un, that's an unfair burden. Do you know that 49% of Americans don't even pay income taxes? That's unfair, sir. Everybody should have skin in the game. Uh, whether it's just 10 bucks a year, at least folks would be have a little bit of accountability and be invested in the United States of America. Uh, but, you know, Donald Trump is has you know, it, it, that's not in his wheelhouse. Right. Um, it's not, and it should be that that's that's a pretty big failure, because with that, the Hillary went to Warren Buffett. Well, Warren Buffett, um, you know, wants to uh, make sure everybody pays their fair share. In fact, uh, that's why we have the Buffett rule and, and they bring all this stuff up. 
And I simply tweeted out, if Warren Buffett wants the rich to pay more in taxes, why does he take deductions? Now, now Trump did mention Warren Buffett and others yeah. um, taking deductions. I think his failure was to say, Hillary, have you taken deductions? Yeah. That's the simplest thing. And he missed it last time, too. To go, Hillary, have you ever taken deductions? 700,000 700, on her last uh, the tax return she released. She right, took a exactly. six, she, so, she did the whole carried interest thing. Uh, uh, the, not carried interest, but carried, uh, carried losses. Uh, 700,000 she took. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I wish he would be more pointed about that just because Hillary needs to, to answer for those things. It's not just Donald Trump that's taken it. It's, it's these people like Warren Buffett who keep saying, well, I'm willing to pay more. Damn it, then pay more. <laughs> what you're yeah. saying is you want the government to force all people to pay more. If you are compelled to pay more as a billionaire, then pay more. And yeah. by the way, Warren Buffett has fought tooth and nail if I remember right, it may not still be pending, but it was pending for multiple years. Warren Buffett tying up a tax bill. I think it was like a million bucks that he had tied up forever to get out of paying and just kept disputing it, disputing it, disputing it. Well, just Warren, you're a billionaire. You're a 20 to 50 billionaire. Mm. Hey, uh, really not? quickly, really quickly, yeah. before we say goodbye, uh, yep. breaking news: Samsung has halted production of the Galaxy Seven smartphone. They're just—they're giving up. It's not—it's yeah. not going to happen anymore. It's—it's it's done. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us again. A week from this Wednesday, we will have coverage in the evening once again of the what is supposed to be the third and final presidential debate. Uh, Chris Salcedo, of course, will have coverage tomorrow afternoon right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And I will have coverage tomorrow morning on the Morning Blaze. That's 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, immediately before Glenn Beck. In the meantime, feel free to tweet at us. It's at Chris Salcedo TX at Doc Thompson Show. Thanks again. Have a great night. You're listening to Re The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.